0: Are you good? Is that on? Yeah. Oh, cool. Can I, I a mean, pillow over? You? you don't want it? No. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do this. Oh, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, try not, so that you don't have this noise in the... <laughs> Make sure everybody's got... Do you want to snuggle up to me, or do this you think is, we're close I, enough? I think, this, I think this should be fine. All right. We are, we're going to get more mics. Yes. Yeah, we, only have, we only have one now, but we're getting there. You can't sing! Time for this oh, well, this is the second episode of Not Your Mary Sue Podcast. I'm so excited. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Oh, <laughs> I feel oh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. For all of our, our legions of fans, that third voice that you hear is Christina. Hello. 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 And then I'm Adara. And I'm Paige, again. Yeah, still, that hasn't changed. Oh, great. I'm... <laughs> we have Christina here to talk about... Her job with BFS, and also creative endeavors, and just kind of everything in between, and you know, she took off her belt before this happened, I did. so you never know what's gonna happen. I need more breathing room. <laughs> so excited. That's, that's the important part, is being able to breathe, so you can yes. speak into a microphone. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we were thinking of starting by just, right before the podcast started, Christina agreed to come on <laughs> as an editor on the new monthly editions that we talked about in the previous podcast. Yeah. So she signed on for a whole new job here.
2: Yep. And we we're... keep giving her tasks. Yep. I'm very excited about it.
0: I <laughs> hope I can live <laughs> up to the, <laughs> the challenge. You have never disappointed. <laughs> that does that good and surprising to so. hear. <laughs> You know, I think I think you're fine. I think you'll be fine. Okay, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. But you you've already been working as an editor for BFS mm-hmm. up until this point, kind of. Yes.
2: Yeah. Doing mostly copy editing, yeah. but this time it's gonna be uh, exciting to do substantive editing and get to work and actually develop pieces instead of just churn them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's really exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More more work, but better work
2: yes <laughs> I am just always a proponent of better work over over easy work
1: yeah yeah so we should we should talk about um last week I actually don't think we've done any nope. of the things that we wanted to <laughs> do know, it's a great start great <laughs> <Yeah>. start <laughs> so I think our uh our tasks that we gave ourselves were to um put out flyers just oh, around the school, didn't advertising happen. for BFS. That did not did happen. Did not happen. <laughs> We're in the process. We're working on it, but it didn't happen. And then what was our other task?
0: I think it was to establish BFS Monthly, which I think we've kind of done. We're working We're on working both of on these it. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so gen- we, we kind of half got there. Yeah. Genius takes time. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. <laughs> no problem. Validating our yes. laziness. And <laughs> we had two weeks to do both of those things. I
1: mean, okay, the second task was maybe a big one. Working yeah. on, we could have done the flyers. We could have. Could have. <laughs> we really could have, but we didn't.
0: Who has the time or effort? We should. We should. It's our job. Oh, oh. yes, there's a baby upstairs. <laughs> oh, I
2: thought it was a cat. No. So that goes to
0: show how much I know. <laughs> yes, yes, there was a cat down here that yeah you just didn't see, yeah. and now she's screaming. But no. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I love how we, before we started this podcast, we were all just like could not stop talking and now we're just like no
2: i'm sorry i'm i'm microphone shy
0: <laughs> <laughs> so like what have you been working on because i know you are super like you write like almost non-stop usually. yes really
2: so oh. typically what i do mostly is like novel writing mm-hmm. um but I sometimes do poetry, sometimes do um film writing or TV writing, uh non-professional, let me just emphasize that. Non- <laughs> non-professionally. Um but mostly my main form would be novels. So uh I've had one that I I tend to work on mostly one project at a time in terms of novel because I can get very confused. So I've been working on one for the past <laughs> I've been working on um the one that I'm working on now for a couple years. A couple years. Yes. I got into a... Don't ask how far it's come because I'll I'll be embarrassed. But uh, basically, for a while it was at a standstill. And I've sort of been hit with more inspiration lately. So I've actually been writing it instead of just plotting it for two years. Which is usually (laughs) what happens. uh, Because I always end up in this mindset where I'm like, I can't write it until I've plotted everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. Which obviously you can never do. Like, you have to have a draft to
0: edit it. I do that with essays all the time. I will research forever. And never write a word. And then the night before it's due, I'm like, oh, I have to write 3,000 words (laughs) for the morning.
2: (laughs) I just don't do anything until then. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, so mostly writing. I
2: do sometimes acting, not often. I'm kind of everywhere creatively, like, but it's like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Um, situation I mean, like, who needs
0: to master anything? Yeah, mm-hmm. just have
2: fun, guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, writing would be the thing that I would say I am most uh, involved. In. Do you think that's something you would want to do,
1: like professionally for your career? Can you see yourself sitting down and writing all day as a oh, job? God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y- yes and no. Like, I would love to. Um, it's a, you know, it's a tough question because again, so much of what I I do really love performing, um, but. Something like acting, well, actually, anything in, in, I feel like, the arts particularly or in creative fields, you have to put 100% of yourself into it or nothing will happen. You know, Um, so writing I would love to do, but I'm always hit with this confidence bomb of, like, oh, no, I don't. I'm not as good as the other writers I know, and mm. so what's the point of even trying, and then you don't, and then you actually are behind when you weren't to begin with?
1: Right. Well, that was our always our struggle with BFS, too, is that, like, okay, so we're not CinemaScope, we're not Cleo, so should yeah. we even be putting things out? Yeah. Like... Is this even good enough to put on the internet or anywhere? Should we burn it?
0: Like, it? I, I just want to point out that if Paige sounds far away right now, it's because she got up and crossed the room. I did. To do
1: something. <laughs> I did. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna do my makeup while we're doing the podcast. Really, fair
2: enough. <laughs> so just you know that's happening, especially because I find that. So I write kind of fantasy, kind of sci-fi, and I yeah. was never comfortable describing what it was I wrote. And now I'm kind of more comfortable in not being Mm -hmm. comfortable. If that
0: makes any sense, can I can I ask what you're currently working? Because I know we've we've had a lot of conversations, and I the only one that I remember is the one that had something to do with a circus. We talked. We
1: talked about. Remember at Starbucks that one day we talked about the book you like, The Night Circus. Yes, and then. That somehow we ended up talking about your thing? Yeah, that one, so
2: that one is in sort of my book of ideas, if you will, but I did table it for now because I had another one that had jumped into mind. Okay. Uh, and no, gosh, it's, (laughs) see, this is the hard part is feeling like, Gonna be
0: judged for like what I write, but I don't you are not going. I mean, yeah. like we're not. not going I mean, to you not for you. No, <laughs> like we so, are. Yeah, we are going. Oh yes, it. I, <laughs> we are. Going, but you are going to get a letter grade at the end of this podcast. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs> I always get into this, and I think this is one thing I need to stop. Is I always get into this defense mode before mm-hmm. I explain what I'm writing, which is like fuck it. Like I just, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you
2: if you, if you meant. don't feel comfortable explaining, no. It on the podcast Hey, this is an exercise in college. Yeah, there you go. So I do write things that I think would mostly be classified as YA, um, which has this really weird, like, scarlet letter on it in the literature world, which is bizarre, like, whatever. Um, But it basically um, follows uh, this town in BC that is fictional. Um, And it is, uh, if you will, I have a problem not showing things but uh basically you've got on one side of town you have witches and on the other side you have werewolves (laughs) okay everybody everybody, 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 (laughs) but anyway (laughs) um, so uh basically it is um sort of an exploration through these quasi i guess mythical or supernatural characters an exploration of like family and mental health um which are themes that come up a lot in my writing and um yeah it's it's a lot. <laughs> Sorry, i well, no. So this is actually. You know what, yeah.
1: I love, okay, because for me, I don't read a lot, and so I find it, I find I like to read YA because it's so accessible, right? Yes. Like, you can read it, and you can understand the story, and you go through it really quickly, and so there is totally this thing where when people ask me, like, what kind of books I read, I want to say, like, I don't want to say the things that I do read because mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, like, you read, you have, like read a john green book wow your shit
2: which is i think there's this weird thing that happens in ya where um i think i understand where some of the reluctance comes from because ya can spoon feed a lot and Mm. it's like here's the theme open up wide um but not all of it does that and i think that as soon as you have a book featuring uh like a 17 year old girl who Mm -hmm. and there's any sort of like supernatural element uh and there's romance it's like boom ya and it's like okay sure but what's the problem with that and also that doesn't mean that it's incapable of telling a good story
0: yeah i find the the line between like ya and adult like let's i'm gonna use fantasy as an example because i have a specific example in my head right now it's so like it's such a thin thin line like what distinguishes from because there is a series actually my favorite fantasy series right now um the first book is a darker shade of magic I started reading that. It's (laughs) so good. It is so good. It's it's, there's only three books, and it's in like the adult fantasy um, section of chapters. It's not a YA, but, but the protagonists are like late teens like they're
2: yeah that is exactly the space I want to occupy my characters are not 17 which again it wouldn't matter if they Mm -hmm. were but my characters are uh, around our age they're like kind of ranging like 19 to 24 yeah and that's a weird space in literature because it's like wait hold on they're a little too old for like quote-unquote young adult readers to to quote-unquote relate to (laughs) Uh, also, you people need to give readers more credit. The whole point of reading is empathy and, Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that could go on forever. But um, that's the exact kind of space I want to occupy. And I think that it gets really tough when we start saying, okay, well, this is this genre and this is that genre. This is literary. This is genre fiction. This is whatever. It's like, dude, you know, genre fiction is capable of being literary. Young adult fiction is capable of being literary. What is the weird division of genre? Like, what do we accomplish when we talk about, Oh, this is this genre. Mm-hmm. We're assigning like a set of characteristics. But what happens what happens when something crosses characteristics? I have a friend who says that it's not so much about genre as so much as it is setting. Yeah. So his stories, he will never say, Oh, it's sci-fi fantasy. He'll be like, it takes place on Mars. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Well, I love it. That's
0: another thing too. Um, there's like a big debate. This is like this is the most bizarre debate ever, but there's like a huge debate in the academic world of film over whether or not Star Wars is considered science fiction or high fantasy. Ooh! Yeah. Exciting. So, like, that's another thing where, like, it's set in space. Does that automatically make it science fiction, or are these elements that seem like they're high fantasy, like, a lot of people use the Force as, like, there's no scientific like basis yes. for it's not a technology kind of thing it's not as star trek yeah exactly like it, it, it does that make it more of a high fantasy kind of story and it is like an epic it's a romance so
2: right and like my like. story for example deals there is magic in it obviously by proxy of there being witches and werewolves etc mm. um but the magic is really not at the forefront which is something that happens with most of my stories is i'll, I'll put in these like supernatural or uh, fantastical creatures that are really toned down into near human versions featuring magic or featuring whatever Mm -hmm. ability Um, because for me I just find that okay well there's fun in the escapism of of having like a uh, you know a protagonist or just characters who inhabit a different realm than we do but at the same time I think there's also value in assigning humanity to these characters too so for this project that I'm working on the magic is very allegorical of uh, mental health and balance and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that it does get messy when you start saying, well, this genre and that genre. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, I think there's there's room for crossing over <laughs> yeah. that. So. Yeah. Well, it's
1: sometimes not even helpful to categorize things. Yeah. You like, have to to talk about it, right, in a yes. way to make it, like, so people understand. Mm-hmm. And I
2: think that complicated works, the ones that you can't describe are the ones that break I'm not saying I'm breaking ground, but I <laughs> <laughs> complicated works that you can't really describe are the ones that are mm-hmm. the sort of like Pathfinders mm-hmm. uh and the ones that I have the most fun reading or watching or listening yeah. to.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's, you're gonna have a lot of fun with Darker Shade of Magic.
2: Yeah, oh my god, okay, I've tried reading it twice, not because I didn't like it was why I stopped reading, but I got distracted with schoolwork. Yeah. Um so I had it in my bag like last week and I was like, okay, we're really gonna get into it now, you know, but it's yeah. it's uh I'm only like two chapters
0: in, yeah. but it's very promising. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Yes. It's, and it's another one where like the magic is very subtle in it throughout yes. the, the entire thing. So. And I
2: like that because I think yeah. that, um, again, everybody writes things differently. I think you can be heavy handed with it or you can be light handed with mm. it. But, um, I think that, yeah, if you get lost in the science if you're writing science fiction yeah. or the magic if you're writing fantasy. Uh, sometimes you can lose sight of character yeah. and, and theme,
0: which I think are, I don't know, yeah. Well, that's one thing that I, because I, I used to write as well, and that's, like, what we originally bonded over. Yes. Was writing. Um, And what I always found when I was, because I, I always wrote high fantasy, because that's what I, like, grew yes. up reading, and that's what I always loved to read, and I wanted to, like, world build. But I always got so caught up in trying to figure out the mechanics of the magic that I, like, ignored the rest of the story completely. And it's like nobody actually cares how this works. But I felt like I needed to know. Yeah. It was it's like it's so weird. But High Fantasy is yeah. so hard. Oh my it's gosh. So hard. I
2: get intimidated just thinking about it. It's yeah. gotta, you know what, call me cheap, but it's so gotta many. take place on like my physical earth or but, I get but lost.
0: There are some high fantasies that is so it's simple enough that it works. Like you are currently reading the Bulgariad. Yes. How is that going, first of all? I like it. I'm like also not too far into mm-hmm. it,
1: but it's. It seems to me like one of those stories, like um, Star Wars, where it's kind of found, like foundational. Like everything, you got this like little boy who's clearly on some kind of path that he's been placed on by destiny, yeah. right? And you're following him. He grows up, whatever. Yeah. And it's. I like it. It's. It's simple, and I like. I don't read because I get confused if there's no. like if there's like <laughs> too much effort involved in in understanding who. Like, what families the characters came yeah. from, who is on what side, whatever, who, what creatures are yeah. there. Like, I yes. get lost. Yeah. And so this has been, like, easy to follow. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's an adventure. It's what I wanted.
2: Yeah. I always tell, I don't know if any of you read The Humans. I know this just turned into a book review podcast. I, <laughs> I apologize. But I, I don't know. I started fun. reading it, and then I put it down because give it time. I got bored. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about The Humans. It's, okay. it's in my top five favorite books of all time. Wow. It took me months to read to get through the first half because, and I'll tell you, once you start reading it this way, you're like, I get it. Not that I'm a genius, but, I, you know, <laughs> it, anyway. Do you want to
1: go explain the premise quickly? Yes. Yeah, yeah please. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, um, basically, and, and this is the thing that we were talking about crossing genres or using these, uh, sort of like extreme creatures or, or, um, uh, types, types of people. God, that sounds bad. Um. I'm trying to think (laughs) of how to say, uh, beings, if you will, um, using those as, like, metaphors for, okay, let me me start over. (laughs) Basically, the humans, I can't think, basically, the humans is about this alien who beams down to Earth because, uh, there is a professor on Earth who has, cracked this equation and this is the equation to end all suffering all death etc etc and these aliens have conquered conquered have solved this equation like a long time ago and they live very prosperously on their planet nobody ever dies it's all good um, and they don't trust the humans with the answer to this equation because they think well the humans are intrinsically bad they are chaotic they are uh, just not a great time And so, basically, they beam, (laughs) which is not wrong, Um, and they beam down this one alien They basically say, cool, kill this professor, this all happens, like, immediately, so it's not a spoiler, kill this professor, and then find out who else has the equation here, destroy them, and then beam back up. Obviously, things get complicated, Mm -hmm. and this alien ends up stuck, sort of, uh, on this mission, and realizing that maybe humans aren't really... All chaotic and all bad and all evil and maybe that capacity for evil is also matched the capacity for love and 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 peace and uh, sounds kind of cheesy but it's absolutely brilliant but the uh, author to my understanding uh, he had dealt with depression and anxiety for a long time which was when I had I had generalized anxiety disorder when I had originally read that book and What I understood when reading it was that this alien was literally a metaphor for alienation taken to the absolute Mm. extreme. Which is why at the beginning of this book he's completely unrelatable. You cannot really relate to him at all because he's looking at everything in the world as strange. And when you read that through an anxiety or depression standpoint all of a sudden you go oh yeah right that makes a lot of sense
1: that's what i didn't like about it at first because it, he was so clinical that i was like yeah. this is just getting boring to me now. right
2: so as the book progresses without spoilers that begins to change when he right. start sort of is in proximity with with the humans and it turns into it it really picks up speed and turns into one of the most i honestly beautiful books that i've wow. read Wow. you do have to be patient with it the first Half is going to be your bedtime book in terms of your read one chapter a night. It might take you a couple months, but once it gets to a certain point, you just blow right through it. It's really mm-hmm. great. So yeah, sorry. This just I have no, 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 no. I yeah, have to
1: give it another try with your recommendation. Excellent.
2: Yeah. I work at uh, a significant. Size bookstore uh, which I don't know if I can name but I will not anyway I think it's um, fine
0: if they hear it they can sponsor us
2: <laughs> I work at Indigo and it's it is my staff pick so, so oh, nice. oh, cool. yes.
1: well you just got that job I think we were talking you were working at a large coffee chain
2: <laughs> <laughs> I sure was and that destroyed my soul um No, it actually wasn't a bad job. It was just, you know, management sort of situation. Um, But for a while, I was the archetypal barista writer. So that was fun. (laughs) And now I'm the archetypal writer who works in a bookstore. So that's a good time. Um, Yeah, but novels, poetry, stuff like that. I am a little bit all over the place with writing. uh, Because I think it's fun, again, in terms of crossing genres, I think it's fun to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. I A lot of my novel writing is not poetic like oh it's really poetic but in terms of it (laughs) takes a lot of those elements and um sometimes isn't so much like uh factually based in terms of telling you what's going on which could be something i could clarify but is sometimes more it's very much emotion based more than anything so
0: yeah good
2: well so how much
1: do you have written down of this thing How's that going?
2: So, I just finished one notebook now. Well, not just one, but I'm saying my most current notebook I just finished up. It's hard to quantify because I do have lots of scenes written down, but most of those that I've written down over the last two years, well, it's changed, so those aren't going to be in it. Right. Right? Um, And I have tons of notebooks. So, um, I have a... Uh, the most significant scenes I have written out, it's the stuff in between, the getting to the conclusions, the, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that I get really nervous about in terms of, we were just talking about getting to that first draft, which is the scary part, but you have (laughs) to get there because otherwise you can't edit anything. Yeah, It's going to be bad. The best writer's uh, first draft is going to be absolute shit, but you got to get there. So I'm working on it currently. I miss NaNoWriMo this year again. Uh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I haven't participated in NaNoWriMo in so long. I think I did once. And I made it, uh, not nearly the whole way, but I produced ten chapters, I, and that's I the need, most significant i I
0: never completed the NaNoWriMo that happens in November, but I completed once the camp NaNoWriMo. The summer camp? The yeah. summer one. Um, but do that, I have no idea.
1: Who decided to put I NaNoWriMo right when school gets crazy? Who <laughs>
0: <Right. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> did that?
1: Hey, you
2: know when the best time to do this dedicated <laughs> writing assignment would be? November, <laughs> when everybody has things to do. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, like,
0: August. Yeah, well, th- this, that's why the camp NaNoWriMo oh, just... works so much better, but whatever. Silly. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? When, do you remember, is it still recording?
1: Oh, it is. I, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> we're, I was just checking. We're at 23 minutes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. We
0: got there fast. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. This is very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, and we've got plenty of time, so it's only 5.30. We have an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you remember um, hashtag death goals that I was working on? Yes. And I'm trying to adapt. Yes. Would you not agree that she would be the perfect human Character of that duo, and well, okay, you'll have to explain the the two again, right? Okay, so hashtag Death goals was originally it was going to be a podcast, like one of the narrative podcasts Amazing. where it was just like fictional. Um, but I'm working at adapting it and changing my two main characters, who were originally male, into uh, women instead because it just works better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want it to be a web series if I ever actually get around to writing it. Um, I have episodes of the podcast that I haven't actually written episodes of the web series anyway but it was just going to be the domestic life of a human and a vampire living <gasps> in the same apartment <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they like they get a cat and that's like it's like that that's pretty much that's it just them living and the vampire having blood in the fridge and that being an issue and the blackout curtains and oh my god all of that just, like, um, yeah, like, an apartment sitcom of yeah. their life together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, bigger issues would come in, too, but I hadn't, like, figured that out. I, d- I just really loved the idea of those two living together and being best friends. And the vampire would be, like, ancient, but missed all of... <laughs> <laughs> but missed every single historical event that's ever happened. Oh so he's, like, never actually saw anything. At me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So like if if like something big has happened in the world and some be like, "Oh, so like what was this event like?" And be like, "Oh, I was like stuck in a well. I never actually saw that." <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I need to I have friends no, I need were to Were you stuck you in a well? No. <laughs> I have a friend who I'm so sorry to derail. I have a no. friend who um is also a writer and he like specializes in writing immortality and it fascinates specializes. him specializes specializes. I'd say specializes he would not <laughs> use that word but i would um he writes like usually about or, or featuring characters who are immortal and he has like a very unique outlook on uh immortality and how Ooh. that would work especially with over time uh, i will not explain this as well as he could but over time basically um uh as you go on living for eternity, your concept of time gets really warped because, you know, something that happened 500 years ago could feel like a blink of an eye. Yeah. Because time is relative. Um, And he was basically saying, it's kind of fascinating, this idea that we think of these immortal creatures and it's like, oh yeah, where were you during the French Revolution? And then all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) I was, I was in America. Like, I don't, know, I don't have that. Or, you know, wherever, where nothing was happening,
0: we're at the bottom of a well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like you think of like us living now, like, if we, if we were to suddenly become immortal, and then people, yeah. like, a thousand years in the future would d- ask us, like, oh, what was it like living, I don't know. Like during Brexit. During like, Brexit. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm I, Canadian. I wasn't there. I was in Canada yeah. during that time. Like, I could tell you what the news was saying about it, but. Yeah. Oh, that's or, amazing. Yeah. I'm so here for it. So, I, you would be perfect for the human character. And you just oh, got, like, the, yes. exactly the kind of personality that I wrote, and I'm wondering if I didn't just base the character on <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love it. I'm so here for it. Uh, if I ever actually do it, I'll let you know. Perfect. Please do. I'm so sad. I haven't acted in a while. Oh man, I have shows. Yeah. Just to <laughs> clarify, uh, you haven't worked with Julia
2: recently. Okay, everybody who's listening, I need to tell you about Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I haven't. Well, no, yes, I have. I did. I did a. I did a, um, a project with her. Julia is. Uh, like just one of my best friends who writes and and i'm trying to be unbiased here because I just genuinely think so writes some of the best like f- films that i I have the privilege of of viewing and reading mm-hmm. um and she writes mostly or not mostly but often um uh, with monsters, mm-hmm. which is so cool yeah um it's such like a distinctive flavor, I think, to her filmmaking.
0: Sorry, pause. Did I just see you drink directly out of the coffee?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to taste it to see if it was still hot. <laughs> I did not drink out of the coffee pot. I'm not disgusting.
0: Anyways, sorry. To no. interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, so we
1: did,
2: uh, we did, um, work together sort of recently on, um, a film called Prom, which stood for yes. Produced Replica of Man.
0: Yes. Um, which you can read our interview with Julia on that on BFS, which is like over a year ago now. But yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there, was, <laughs>
2: there were things that sort of happened in terms of the timing of that project. But um, uh, yeah, we have worked together recently. And I know that she's been doing some other writing recently that's just spectacular too. So um, yeah. And she's a student at York, right? She is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. She studies, I believe, Julia,
0: I'm so sorry, like, I'm not doing <laughs> justice here.
2: Um, she does, I believe, like, film production and film writing, uh, so yes.
0: She is one of the most incredible young women I've ever met in my she life. She is. I, I am just in awe of her constantly. All the time. Like, it's, it's a, like, whenever she calls me, I'm like, oh my god. Get to be your friend. <laughs> so oh my effect. god, she's talking to me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know. I ran into her um, at a film festival over the summer that I was covering for BFS. It was the Toronto Youth Shorts, uh, and yes. like I was just standing there, and she, she came up to me. for a while. Yeah, yeah. She, well, she just like because like she had some friends who had films that were in the in the festival, and she just came up to me in line. She's like, "Oh, are you here for BFS?" I'm like, "You remembered." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. She deb- oh my god! Yeah. You guys got to reach out to her and have her on. Oh, I, I want to. she's, yeah. she's on our list. I love like that, literally we like, have a list of people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I love mean, that little <laughs> that l- literal Julia interlude that just yeah. happened there.
2: Like, uh,
1: uh, yeah, we'll purple. we'll link to something. Yeah, we'll, yes. in the description. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah to answer your question, yes, we have worked together <laughs> kind of recently. She also, yes. she also, um, helps me sometimes in terms of like plotting my story and it's very interesting because she predominantly writes film. So, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting getting that, Aww. oh, your cat's in a box. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Super interesting getting that perspective, and also, um, yeah, we had sat together a while ago, and I was like, "Oh, I'm at a total crossroads. I can't do anything with this plot. I've dug myself into a plot hole. I cannot get out of, and I will never be able to write this story." And she's like, "Okay, talk to me about it." Like, okay, so I told her what the issue was, and I have been suffering over this for months. She looks at me and goes, "Why don't you just do this?" and Fixed my entire story in one minute and I almost cried, I think. I almost cried. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that sometimes works too, just like sitting down and talking things out with people and someone else who isn't as close to the project yes, as you can just be eyes. like Well This is going to work better. Because you're dancing...
2: Sometimes you're just dancing
0: around a problem and you don't see that. And and you also get stuck on your own words. I find... I have that problem a lot in my academic writing, where I'll just get, like, really stuck on this one idea, and then the paper doesn't go anywhere. And then someone can come in and go, well, if you just get rid of this, then you have, like, it opens up for all of this, and you're like, oh my god, I can write 30 pages on this now. Right. Like, yeah. Well, what had happened, even in in my story, is... Not giving anything away. Um, <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Basically, yeah, no
2: spoilers for this thing that is definitely available on shelves. Um, <laughs> basically, was I had this one character, the um, antagonist, who was just going to be like on the outside of town. This I don't know where I haven't figured <laughs> this much out yet, and uh, did not know how he was going to handle how th- there was this whole thing with magic that was going on. This is so big, but basically, like <laughs> creating like this uh, empty space of energy, and that was causing like a really big problem within the story. And uh, I did not know how that was going to be resolved because of the mathematics of my magic. Like I had dug myself into a mathematical hole in terms of the magic in the story is based completely on balance. Um, and this guy was just gonna be like fucked off into the middle of <laughs> like you know the woods or something. Like I don't yeah. know. Uh, and she was like. What why don't you have him like moving in like I don't understand get him, you know this is how you fix this, this yeah it's like, like why is this problem that happened 20 years ago in the story only cropping up now she's like because the guy's like ancient and he <laughs> needs power he's been yeah. doing it the whole time I was like this <gasps> is brilliant so um yeah oh man sometimes yeah. you're just like oh, how did I not think of that and yeah. it's like oh because you live it lives in your head so yeah. it's, it's difficult Uh, and sometimes you can kind of almost get into the character's struggle so much that you forget that you're the one who makes the solution, so. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: It's hard to to show things to other people, though. It is. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: That's why I just keep doing it.
1: I'm like, you just
0: gotta keep putting shit out there. You're better at that than I am. I stopped writing for BFS because I just, I don't feel like I have anything worth contributing, and I would rather edit and share other people's work and And see, I don't care about that. I (laughs) just spew
2: my shit onto the website,
1: and it's fine. And I was (laughs) like,
0: when you guys were like, tell
2: us about your story, I was like, oh, sweating now. (laughs) I "I don't even know how to, you know begin summarizing you know that and it can feel so reductive sometimes when you work on something so big mm-hmm. and you have to like here's a minute spiel on it and it's it's not represent you're like that's not representative of all of what I'm doing but you know
1: it's well all of our mm-hmm. legions of followers will forget yeah, yes,
0: you yeah. <laughs> my Taking my parents
1: listen <laughs> hi mom hi dad I hope my parents listen your dad's listening <laughs> yeah I'll get
2: I'll get I hope my parents listen to you <laughs>
1: That's that's the goal, is just get all of our guests' parents. Yes, they bought, they bought a
2: copy of a, of a story I recently published in another magazine, so support me on time. Yeah. yeah, what
1: was... I saw that. I think was that published. Spectatorial? The Spectatorial. Yeah. So the
2: Spectatorial is U of T's sort of, like, uh, leading speculative fiction magazine, and uh, they're one of the only spaces on campus that really nurture speculative fiction because U of T it's very traditional mm-hmm. and they're like we well, take literary fiction on nothing <laughs> no. um, so what do you what is speculative
1: speculatory s- what, what speculative. are going to say <laughs> <Okay. The
2: laughs> speculative fiction it's it's a bit of an umbrella term but basically that's quote-unquote genre fiction mm. um so you're talking a lot about like sci-fi fantasy magic realism all that good stuff uh and basically things that are outside of the box of like Literary, mm-hmm. so you know, like catch on the eye, like yeah. which is what U of T wants everything to be. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, and but it's, it's like
0: it's like that for film too. Like, yeah, yes. it is like that yeah. for film, too. and
2: it's so disheartening. And so the the friend that I was speaking about earlier, who was talking about setting over genre, yeah. um, uh, worked with me as as an editor on my piece that was in the Spectatorial, and yeah, that, that's the thing. So it's a, it's a really great magazine. I went to the launch when it came out, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I was really really surprised at the ad, like the caliber of content that was in there I was like this is all amazing like this is so good um yeah so I was really happy that one was my first attempt at writing kind of sci-fi again low sci-fi if you will um but basically just followed this uh robot named Bo B-A sorry B-E-A-U not just like B-O I don't know why that makes a difference to me but it (laughs) really does um and he lives in uh, basically futuristic, well not even futuristic Toronto per se, but basically where you got uh, robots that are sort of being tested in, in the uh, community, and if they can go undetected past a certain day, in terms of nobody calls them out as, as bots... Um, then they get to sort of, like, live, if you will, because the whole thing is, it's kind of, like, a, a Turing test, but IRL, so, mm-hmm. um, he's just trying to live, like, a normal life, and, like, falls in love, and whatever, but, um, again, not a spoiler, because it happens in the absolute first <laughs> paragraph, but ends up, um, uh, throwing himself on to the tracks of, uh, Subway, and so it's just kind of, I think, like, a bit about, like, again, mental health always mm-hmm. comes into my writing a lot, mm-hmm. um, but on... You know humanity and and all that good stuff, yeah, but yeah, yeah, so it's a so
0: is that can we direct anybody listening to places where you can pick it up, or is um that- yes,
2: yeah, so if you are on campus if you are a u of t listener you can pick it up at the spectatorials office i'm not too sure if that is um <laughs> we will link yeah we'll yeah we'll find it. that out uh-huh. also i am currently bugging the spectatorial to put up the online edition because usually mm. they put on an online version uh we have it for all the other volumes which i would say check out as well because all of the editions are fantastic um but i will see if they've yet put up that one uh i would love to have some people read it over. Yeah. I was kind of—it was my first attempt at writing anything that wasn't fantasy, so it was—it was a lot of fun.
0: Um, yeah, I had a great time writing. Them.
1: Um, well, this seems like it would be a good place to.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything you want to close? Because that, that was a great plug. We yeah. Can plug yes. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, I'm just seeing if they have anything. No, nope, I'm not seeing It's vo- Just so
2: we all know, it's volume 7. The story is called Click by yours truly, Christina Dupont. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I hope that they put it up online because that, that whole edition, or that whole volume rather, was just... Stunning. Some of the mm-hmm. things I read in there, if you can pick up a print copy, I would, I would recommend that too because there are a couple pieces in there that I was just like, wow, I feel so honored to, <laughs> to even yeah. be featured in the same uh, volume as this. That's great. So their submissions are open again. If anybody mm-hmm. writes uh, speculative fiction that's listening, you should absolutely submit. Yeah. Um, they're They're just an amazing team to work with.
1: You know what? That's, I think, what we want. We want BFS to... We need to bring everything yeah. up a little bit bring everything yes. Yes. to that
0: point yeah with yes. the the monthly editions which you are going to be a part of i'm very excited <laughs> about that
2: yes i'm i'm loving just sort of uh, doing more work mm. honestly because i think that's part of the thing is uh, yeah you can say you're a writer but like if you're not writing it's kind of yeah, exactly. silly or you know just being sort of more involved in the craft itself mm-hmm. and the production of it i think is very important
0: oh, so exciting i'm excited i can't wait yes i uh forgot what I was gonna say I'm so tired <laughs> I feel that I've had a headache for a long time it's it's not gone it's like mostly
2: gone but I think life is just a headache did so your tea help at all it did although for the I'm sorry I have to pee for the fourth time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is this is a good time to stop yeah then. right yeah
0: um do you have anything else you'd like to add at the end where, you, where can we find you yeah can we Twitter find you on Instagram, Instagram? oh man okay want?
2: so here's the deal guys I don't use Twitter so you have to make me uh, I don't know what my handle is. <laughs> if you just find my name, type me in. I think it's just Christina Dupont, at Christina Dupont. On, uh... On Twitter, on Instagram, currently. Again, just type in my name, but, uh, right now it is PumpkinSpice.Poppy. Yep. Uh, and I post some of my poetry and some of my writing there sometimes. I might be making a separate account. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Um, and yeah, those are the only two social media channels I... I used to have a YouTube. I don't use that anymore. Um, but Yeah. So okay. make me use Twitter more, guys. Yeah,
1: all right, we will. We, can do that. Great. we will
0: force you to use Twitter, Very and we'll exciting. put all of those handles in the description of this yes. podcast, so you can yeah. find them easily. Yes. Um,
1: yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. Thanks. This is so exciting. I will.
1: We will let you pee.
0: Yes. We'll let yes. you pee now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. <laughs> thank you. Okay. You can you can go now. Okay. Go <laughs> pee. <Yeah. laughs> Hey everyone, Adara here. So, let me tell you a little something about what's going on right now. Two weeks ago, in the first ever episode of Not You Marry Sue podcast, uh, we featured a brief excerpt of my interview with friend and playwright Sabrina Eckstein. The plan at the time was to have that interview go up in full the following week, which was last Monday, and then I got the flu. So, I didn't do anything for what feels like forever, and now, as a special treat, and technically as promised, we are going to give you the full interview with Sabrina right here in the main episode. So, Ruggles, if you're listening, we apologize for the lateness, and I totally owe you a brunch now. And to everybody else, stick around after the interview as well to listen to Paige getting the hiccups and us making more promises we won't be able to keep for the next episode. Alright, without further ado, here's Sabrina! Sabrina! So I am sitting here today with Sabrina X Ekst- Ekst- Oh my God! I just totally bungled your name.
3: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've
0: been Yep, for four years. Yeah, yep, yep. You know what? You say your own name. <laughs>
3: okay, uh, Sabrina Ruggles X nine. Ruggles. Ruggles. Do
0: you want to go by Ruggles for this interview? Sure,
3: we can go for Ruggles okay. for this interview. Okay.
0: All right. So Sabrina is a friend of Paige and myself, and Paige is not here today because she's running late. Shame on you, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll give her hell for it throughout the entire interview. Um, 100%. we well, are sitting down with Sabrina today to talk about your upcoming play that you're currently casting for. Do you want to tell us a little bit about sure.
3: that? Sure. Um, so it's a play that I wrote throughout high school and then like, kind of came back to it every little bit. Um, it follows two strangers, Emily and Cole, um, who find themselves stuck on the floor of their um, hotel one night on New Year's Eve, um, yeah, it takes place in the 1940s, there's no cell phone, so obviously if it was today we could just like text someone to come <laughs> save us, um, but the play follows the idea of cliches and love um, and how like our need for love is sometimes connected to home.
0: Yeah. yeah? Yeah. That sounds exci- exciting. And you're currently casting for it, right?
3: Currently casting. We callbacks today and tomorrow, and then we had auditions last week, and then the show will go up roughly two months from now. Wow.
0: And uh-huh. you were saying earlier, when we were talking before, that this is not affiliated with U of T? Mm-mm.
3: So I have a good working relationship with the manager of the theatre where it's being put on, um, the George Nadiou Theatre. And so, I was telling her that I had a play that I wanted to put up, and she offered me the use of the theater, which is so nice. That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's really, the play works really well for the theater itself, like, we have everything there, like, set piece-wise and costume-wise, so budget is going to be super low, (laughs) which is always great for the cash money. Um, Yeah. And then it's all, like, my entire team is, like, friends, some people I've worked with on past shows, so it's kind of like a senior thesis. Um, except there's no marks or credit for it. (laughs) I
0: was gonna say, you're not in, like, the practical theater program at U of T, are you?
3: Technically, I have a minor in theater that I just keep forgetting to draw. Fair enough. What? But isn't the, cause I was was
0: looking at that when I was looking into maybe going into theater at U of T, isn't the minor only the theoretical side of it? Yeah, so I've
3: taken, like, Canadian theater, which was such a cool course. Um, yeah, but if you want to do, like, playwriting, acting, production minutes, like teenager. extra,
0: extra work, right? Don't you have to audition and send in portfolios?
3: Yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just do this stuff.
0: It's funny when I first came to U of T, and I was thinking about doing theater, and then Im- eventually moved into cinema. Um, I was considering myself actually starting to act again, and then the reason, as I was telling you earlier, that I called you in today for this interview was because you invited me to audition for this play. Could have come. Could no, have come. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. I have not acted in six years.
3: <laughs> great time to you, come
0: back. <laughs> you definitely want someone more qualified than me.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be great. Just come back, but because we met in drama, technically. Yeah, we did. The first year classing,
0: the first two rows. Yep, yep. And then figured out that we had almost every class together after that.
3: And you told me we'd either love each other or hate each other.
0: And I think currently we're on hate each other because I have not seen all the James Bond
3: movies. (laughs) You have so many over there. It's actually awful. At least you've seen Goldfinger, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, you you showed me that. That was the first one I saw. Okay, so
3: at least you've seen Goldfinger.
0: Because you sat me down, basically tied me down and forced me to watch it.
3: There's so many more you need to see. Well,
0: I know. There's so many bonds. You need to read the
3: books. Oh, God. (laughs) I can lend you
0: the books. Okay, let me watch the movies first. Okay? (laughs) Okay? So, on the topic of writing your own plays, is this something that you've been working at getting into for a while? You said you started this this particular one in high school? Yeah,
3: I think it was either grade 10 or grade 11. Um, It's kind of, like, I watched the movie Dear Heart, if anybody has seen it also takes place in a hotel um, while there's like a postal convention going on. And I was like, that would be cool. Um, a and
0: postal I, convention? Yeah, like, like like mail?
3: <laughs> mail convention. It's a great movie added to your collection. Okay. Um, and then I also watched The Vow, and somehow the two of them came together and formed this need to write a play, which got started on my typewriter. Um, but it took forever. So, like, the first draft was all written typewriter, and then now it's all on my computer in random USB keys. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't remember what the original question was. Oh, writing, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay, it's early. Um,
3: uh, yeah, no, so I hope after, once we graduate in a couple months, that I can continue and do playwriting more, um, but that's not something you see a lot of jobs for, so it's... Mm time but we'll figure it out it'll be fine.
0: Have you found it easy to get into that kind of thing with U of T like have you been using the school as kind of a step up or?
3: Yeah, yeah kind of like I tried to get into the playwriting program mm-hmm. didn't get into it which was fine mm-hmm. um and then I've just done a lot of background stuff so like props is my my home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I do love myself a good props <laughs> so I've been doing that since first year mm-hmm. um Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I,
0: don't, I, don't, I think it's a truck. Oh, there's a lot construction, of yeah, yeah.
3: Anyway, yeah. So doing a lot of props and then helping out with other people's show, and making connections, and then now we've all come together to work on this little bad boy. So should be good. It's exciting.
0: Have you have you found it difficult at all to get into it?
3: Not yet. Uh, the show is March ninth and March twenty eighth. So there's about two weeks difference in between the shows. Um, and the first one is different from the second one. So they're the same show, but the first one will have an academic lecture attached to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's a professor who's going to come and chat. Um, she'll get the play ahead of time. She'll pull out any themes she sees, um, give like a five-minute lecture, and then do a Q&A with our actors and probably myself um, as I'm also directing it. That's a first-time thing. So you're a writer director for this? A director who has not come to terms with the title yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on the 28th, it's going up with the Trinity College Dramatic Society's show that is going on at Hart House beforehand. So it's a remount and my show together. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's two very different things. So you'll have to come see it twice. I will, of course. Thank you. Of it's course. free as far as the 2 p.m. one is free. Okay. I figure the other one is free. Don't
0: quote me. You'll have to remind me, because once March comes around, I'll be hermiting underneath Mm. uh, piles of essays.
3: Mm. So. You'll get Facebook invites.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You invited me to the audition, so I don't doubt that at all. I also
3: want to make postcards, like, legit postcards and send them to people. That'd
0: be so cute. 1940s postcards, hotel. And it did start inspired by a movie about a post-convention. Postal. Yeah, you
3: really have to look up this movie. It's not on Netflix. What was it called again? Dear Heart.
0: Dear Heart, okay. It's like you're writing a
3: letter to your heart. Okay.
0: Okay, so H-E-A-R-T.
3: I believe. Okay. It is super... I've only said it once, so don't. No, <laughs> when I say it's great, it might not be. But, yeah, it's great.
0: Okay. Hopefully. I don't trust your taste in movies.
3: I love James Bond. What are you talking <laughs> about? Oh man. I mean, it's not like I also love terrible films, (laughs) nah. So um,
0: um, I was just about to ask you a question and I totally blanked on it. That's good. Have we mentioned yet that it is very early in the morning currently?
3: (laughs) And it's wet out, so it's It's just It's been
0: raining for the past like two days. There's
3: construction, there's like mud sliding down the road outside (laughs) by the way.
0: Great. I'm so excited to leave my home.
3: It's kind of like Vancouver, I feel. Like, this weather. Really? I've never been, but doesn't it rain all the time? <laughs> I've also never been to Vancouver, I've so never, this is a
0: great conversation for
3: us to be having. I've never been west of Ontario, so, like, Canada-wise. No, I've, I've never been out of Ontario. There
0: you go. I'm very stuck in uh, Toronto and small towns.
3: No, you know it well. Yeah. That's a good thing. No. <laughs> but would you say you like Toronto? Like are oh, you I love like...
0: Toronto. The small okay. town aspect, not so no. much.
3: See, like, that's what my play deals with is, like, do you love, like, your hometown and, like, how that affects your sense of, like, needing love. Like, the main character, Emily, um, like, right now her family lives in Virginia and she, like, hates it. Um, It's too nice. She's, like, against things being nice. Um, She finds it, like, a placeholder word. And so, like, for her, because she needs a sense of home, She's decided that love will be her filler, um, but is very much obsessed with the cliche type of love, um, like will only date her soulmate. But how do you find your soulmate? How do you find your soulmate? You find them through dating. (laughs) Um, That's how you find your soulmate. Um, Yeah, so Emily is very interesting. Um, She's also terribly afraid of the dark, so does not go out at night. Um, So that could provide some problems for her life. Um, meanwhile, the other character is like a travel writer um, who falls in love but never tells anybody who loves them. So that's debatable as well. <laughs> so you have two different people come together. Will they fall in love? Won't they fall in love? Who knows? <laughs> I do. But you'll, yes, have to I see, say, yeah. you'll have to come see the play to find out if they're soulmates or not.
0: I will. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Um, do you want to talk about the writing process at all, a little yeah. bit, as something that you've been working on since high school? Yeah.
3: So, like I said, wrote it after watching *The Vow* and *Dear Heart*, um, and then I come back to it every once in a while. So I've used the play um, to, like, when I'm like submitting things, like I'll take like the first seven pages or whatever. Um, I've put it in to be thought for um, like different shows on campus. It's never been picked. But I don't like rejection. <laughs> so it's been, it's been, like,
0: now I'm okay with it. Hey, that's, that's fine. I yeah. mean, if you if you don't get picked for something, then just do it yourself. Yeah, that's... so
3: now I'm okay with rejection. I'm getting better with hearing my own words spoken. That's good. Um, I should hope so. Yeah. Um, but, like, I used to have a thing where I could not let anyone read my work, mm-hmm. um, which as a playwright is definitely something. That's to... a
0: little problematic.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am trying to get over that.
0: Um, It's a good step. Yeah. Something small, you only have two shows, right?
3: So... Yeah. So I... Like i if I start I think I start in grade ten or eleven. So this thing is like five, six years old. Um and I came back to it like every time there was like a crush or like crush didn't like me back. Uh and I would add it in. So I'm so sorry to any guy who like watches this and is like, hmm.
0: So yeah. you're basically the Taylor Swift of playwriting.
3: Oh god <laughs> I mean I do love Taylor Swift, but like there's so much drama. <laughs> I can be the Sabrina Eckstein playwright. There you go. I'll set a new bar.
0: There you go. Um, oh, God.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the play itself is pretty short. It's like half an hour. Um, But mm. the benefit of, like, directing it is that while I've heard people speaking it during auditions, I've been, like, taking notes, being like, oh, I like this line, or I don't mm. like this line.
0: That's Yeah, that's good. And um, the benefit of writing a one-act play like that, too, is that... It's relatively short, but you're still getting an expanse of writing done. Like yeah. I've I've written a couple myself when I was in high school, so I know I totally know where you're coming from with yeah. that. It's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of work.
3: The big mistake I've made so far was I like, printed it out and then did all my edits by hand. Oh, and no. then I was like, Oh, but I gotta I have auditions tomorrow, <laughs> like I gotta type this up and then I don't know what I did the first time I wrote in a word, but the typing, like, the spacing is all messed up. Oh, no. So you press, like, the, end, um, the center key, and all of a sudden it's, like, three quarters <laughs> off the page. So I don't know what my margins are at, so I have to fix that. Um, or certain pages of the script just have two lines on them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also double, um, what's the word, like, page numbers. So there's a page number in the top right and top. How did you manage top that? Left. I don't know. I think I got to retype it by hand. I think I you really like handwrite something.
0: You need you need to hire some interns. I need to hire a scribe. Yeah. <laughs> Get some people on that. You don't have to do that. You are a big time play right now. You don't got to do the work yourself.
3: Play. No. Uh, but it's fun. Um yeah, it's super fun. It's just a nice I don't want to say dream come true, because that's a cliche, and this play is supposed to be against cliches. Well,
0: well, but. it's a big deal, right? Yeah. It's it's no small act to get a play like this going on your own, and especially when you've got so many people working with you, it's so exciting.
3: It's a lot of... It should be a lot of... It should be. It will be a lot of fun, and it has been... So far.
0: It will be rewarding for you.
3: Yeah. I'm and you learning... get that first
0: round of applause at the end oh, of curtain. But I'm learning
3: so many new things, like, even simple things like booking rooms to have auditions, and I was like, how do I do this?
0: <laughs> what's, what's the most surprising thing you've learned out of it?
3: That not as many people will come to auditions as you hope. <laughs> but then when people do come to auditions, like, finding out how they did it, it's like, i put so many posters up in Sid Smith. Mm-hmm they're all covered i put them up four days ago they're all covered (laughs) by other posters now like people came in and they were like yeah i saw your poster in sid smith you're like like my hard work people actually pay attention people actually pay attention Mm
0: -hmm. that's always surprising or
3: my favorite part so far is i have one joke and it's literally just a play on word with the word pickle um (laughs) and i was doing auditions on wednesday with my friend emily who's our producer and every time anyone auditioned said that line she laughed and I was like yes it's (laughs) not just me so that's probably been the most rewarding part was with Emily laughing over uh, a line about a pickle
0: that's amazing yeah (laughs) so you you say you uh you have a lot of friends working on it with you and I'm curious um as this is this podcast is called not your Mary Sue so I'm wondering how many uh how many other young women do you have
3: Everyone's female so far. Really? Except for my poster designer slash artist. That's amazing. Yeah, so everyone's female. Um, I have Emily, who's my producer who we've known each other since first year um, working on shows. And then Pre is my set designer and we've known each other since first year theater. theater. Um, and then Daisy who we worked together um, in a work study um, is also set. Uh, and then Victoria is my stage manager and we also know each other through my work study. So it's
0: so cool. Is it a good environment? Do you yeah, like
3: everyone's really friendly and super excited to do this, especially because no one's getting a credit for it, and it's all extracurricular, and most of us are in our fourth year. <laughs> um, but as one of my friends put it, she was like, this will be great when senioritis kicks in. I'll just focus on this instead of school. That's, yeah. Go to school, everyone, please.
0: Yeah, yeah, go, go to school, but then also when you're in your fourth year, stop caring.
3: Yeah, do a play, <laughs> live life.
0: Start a podcast.
3: Yeah, the life is.
0: Um, are you uh are you going to be writing anything else after this? Do you have anything else in the
3: works? Yeah, I have like I wrote a play in another play in high school, um, that I'd like to come back to. Similar ideas. Like, I love plays that just make you happy. Like maybe they don't make you think a whole lot, but kind of like the nineteen forty screwball comedies <laughs> where you sit down for an hour and a half and you have a good laugh, then well, you leave.
0: If I remember correctly, you really liked His Girl Friday. Oh, I love that movie. It's so
3: (laughs) good. (laughs) Such a good movie. Um, So I love things like that. Um, And then I found four pages of a script I'd also written on my typewriter a couple weeks ago about, like, someone holding a dinner party, but for all of their exes. And just, like, how terrifying that would be. But the first four pages were actually really good. So I think i got to finish that. Wow. So, stay tuned for that. <laughs> well,
0: that's amazing. Well, I know you're on a time limit, and we're hitting the time that you wanted to be leaving. So, do you have anything else you want to say before
3: we sign off? Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: no worries. I'm it's so much um, It was nice seeing you, Paige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paige should be walking through the door any second. You might be, like, passing her on your way out. <laughs> I was
3: really hoping this would be one of those moments where she pops up she- behind the trailer from <laughs> Ellen
0: that'd be great I wish I could have coordinated that um, maybe she'll be here we'll have you on again closer to maybe the, the uh, premiere of your play that'd be great or we'll, I mean, we'll interview you for print in BFS at least
3: I'll borrow more movies
0: yes Yeah. I I'll. currently have Inception <laughs> with me
3: um, but I have my eyes on Hail Caesar over there
0: yeah alright so you watch Inception and we'll come back to Hail Caesar yeah <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to hearing how this develops thank you alright thanks for coming of course alright This episode of Not Your Mario Shoe, brought to you by grapes and hiccups.
2: (laughs)
1: Fermented and fresh.
0: (laughs) 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 Alright. Okay, so this is what's happened. We sat down and we talked with Christina for... X amount of time. I don't know how long. Not long enough because I love that girl. I want to keep her around forever. Yeah. And then we went out. That's the plan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Christina, if you're listening, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're stuck. I really hope people can hear your hiccups. I Sarah. yeah. It was <laughs> super
1: cute. <laughs> Apparently, they're not going away
0: anytime soon. No. So. Let's <laughs> it. Well, yeah, we s- sat down with s- Christina and we went out. And then we went out and played board games and drank beer and. Um, and, uh, um, discovered that one of our friends is really bad at bluffing. Yep. Um, another friend Thanks. is unsurprisingly good at movie trivia.
1: That's our newsletter editor. Yep. Anna. Anna. Swanson.
0: Anna. Um, I'm really good at grabbing things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're not gonna specify that. Uh, That's fine. And Paige is really good at... Drinking beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won that. I, was, I won drinking it's, beer.
0: It's true. I was going to say Cards Against Humanity, because I think you won. I won one round. You, you won two. <laughs> Did I, I won think? the final round. I'm really good at card games. Yeah. I just know you guys. And then one of my, one of my, one, one... One of the Cards Against Humanity <laughs> rounds <laughs> got a lot of attention on Twitter, so you can go to my Twitter and check that one out. Unless this Hawk, is where hockey Twitter is, got a hold of that. Ho- hockey Twitter got a hold of it. This is where I need my hockey Twitter movie Twitter crossover. Like, yeah. there, it's just not enough. There,
1: there aren't are many. Enough.
0: Like the other day when I made the joke on the the day the Oscars were announced, and I made the joke that I can't believe the Golden Knights were nominated for Best Picture. No attention. That was a good tweet. Fuck you all. Yep. Yep. So we had fun.
1: Yep. And now we're recording the outro. So what do we got to outro today? Okay. We have to think about our goals from last week, which we already mentioned that we had failed.
0: Yeah, miserably.
1: And we're going to keep working on those this week. We have to work on getting the flyers done. We have to make a meeting
0: with Ben. Yes. Yes. Yes, we'll make um, a meeting. Ben is... going to design the flyers yes, for us? Ben is a friend of Sabrina's. For the price of a cup of coffee, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we can afford. <laughs> yep, thank you, Ben. Especially after tonight. <laughs> um,
1: and we have to keep working on getting BFS Monthly going, although mm. we have hit a big
0: milestone because we got Christina signed on. Yes. now so we, have we have our editors. So we have, I feel like when it comes to BFS Monthly, we actually already have everything in place. We just need essays submitted. So we just have to contact the writers, mm-hmm. get the essays,
1: and even, like, put out the pitch online. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're listening to this right now and you think you have a good essay... The theme for the first edition is going to be firsts. Yeah. So any kind of firsts that you have.
0: Yes. Yes. Movie-related. Movie. Preferably. Well, well media-related. Media Media-related. Media related. Like, or, or like, firsts in movies, or... Like, you can even do something like the theme of Teenage Fridge. <laughs> <It's cute! laughs> Teenage or something like that. So,
1: yeah, first, anything you got, send it in. Yeah, so we have those two goals. Is there anything else we want to
0: add? Um, I think... We should probably add at least one thing. Should we, though? Because we failed on two last week. (laughs) So I don't know if we can handle adding one more thing. Right? And, I mean, I think those are are really the two goals. Okay, I think a goal for Paige should be getting over the hiccups. (laughs) Damn it. You're right. Need to, we need Paige to get over the hiccups by by next week, preferably. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a thing that um, some people get hiccups and that they never go away. <laughs> don't tell me that. <laughs> what don't if, tell me that. What if you just have hiccups for the rest oh, of your life? I hope not. That'd be you, so inconvenient. It could be a sideshow. <laughs> like
1: a bearded lady, the great hiccupping A woman. Hiccup lady. <laughs> the great hiccuping woman. So those so are don't our goals. Do it. Those are our goals. Good. Good. Is there anything else that we want to... I had a good night. I didn't see the person that I didn't want to see. I'm happy with the podcast. I'm happy with the game night. Yeah. I'm happy with how BFS is going.
0: And I feel like I'm not even... And now that we've sat down and we've started doing things, like, currently right now, like, we started recording the podcast, I feel like I want to do more. Like, when we turn off the microphones, we should just work on BFS stuff. Yes. Even though it's almost midnight. (laughs) We'll keep going. We'll just keep going. Keep the momentum going. It's fine. I have a job interview tomorrow. it be chill. This is good. I'll... <laughs> I really hope you get over the hiccups I hope really so, soon. too.
1: Eventually. This has been a success. Yes. Successful podcast and a successful day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I had a semi-successful day. I didn't go to class. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even together. We... <laughs> Alright, let's turn this off. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> Goodbye. What, like a hard?